You may be seated. Well, good morning, everyone. Glad that you are here. We're so uh, excited for you to join us on this special day. If you don't know who I am, my name is Carlos, and I get the privilege to be the student pastor here at Hallmark. And um, my wife and I work with our middle school and high school students. And I know a lot what you're thinking, why, right? Why would you put yourselves through that? And honestly, the, the answer is simple. We, we love it. We love working with students. Uh, personally, it, we, we've known how crucial the teenage years are, and we've benefited from people in our life investing in our life during those times. And because of that, we see the importance in doing that. And so we love doing it because we get to invest in the next generation. And we get to tell them about God and ultimately just point them closer, closer to Jesus. And we love doing that. Stephan and I have been here for a little bit uh, under a year, and we've loved it. We, uh, we have been blessed to, to be here and join a church uh, that has valued students, has valued the student ministry through the years. And we're so thankful for that. But not only that, but we've been blessed with an amazing student ministry team. Volunteers that week in and week out come in and spend time with these students. And they invest in them. So I just want to take some time and I didn't tell them I was doing this, but if you work in our student ministry, would you please stand up so we can thank you? Not all at once. There you go. Now, I know what you're saying, three. Let's pray for them really hard. We do have a lot more. Some of them are helping in our kids' ministry right now. Uh, but we are super thankful. Even one of them, uh, Hannah Marshall, she is uh, in Kenya right now with um, Blair Haley. And we are just, again, thankful for this opportunity. And today's a special day because we get the, the time to, to celebrate. Celebrate our graduates. And we, we are going to recognize a few of them because... They have accomplished something. And it's good to celebrate, as Stefan said. And so over these next few moments, we're going to call out some students. And as they come, we're going to read some of their accomplishments and future plans. We just want to present them to you. But at the end, I want us as a church to pray for them. Pray for them, their families, and their future, and what God has in store for them. So I know you guys are all waiting to come up here. So let me present to you, uh, first, Mariah Corrizales. She's a graduate of Azel High School. She's a 2015 to 16 color guard, danced with the Emerald Dancers, and received first division in all solos and duets from 2016 to 19, FCCLA 17 to 18, and a member of the band from 14 to 17. Her future plans, she plans to attend Cisco College and dance with the Wrangler Bells for two years and then transfer to the univer to a, into a university majoring in criminal justice. She would then like to enlist in the Air Force as a second lieutenant. Next is Aaron. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Next is Aaron Ivey. She's a graduate of Crowley High School. She's in, uh, she was in an all-star cast of The Dark Road. 
UIL 2019, first place in 12th grade Crowley Art Competition, two pieces scoring fours, the highest score in the VASE district, uh, yes. She's a district champion uh, of uh, Booby Trap, UIL 2017. She won the 2018-19 Eagle Theater Award, and she received a German Three Award. Her future plans, uh, she plans on attending Tarrant County College for a degree in visual arts. <laughs> Next up is Emily Mercer. She's a graduate of James A. Martin High School. Emily is graduating with honors from Martin High School. Throughout her four years at Martin, she created the club Shakespeare Association. She's been the president of Help Our Planet Earth, secretary of the International Thespian Society, a featured host on the Martin Student News, a member of the Quidditch Club, Book Club, and Poetry Club. Her senior year, she was awarded Student of the Month out of 4,000 students, nominated by her AP environmental science teacher. She was given the opportunity of directing her own show titled A New Player and won Best in Show. She was nominated for two Buckley Awards for Best Play. In May, she was awarded with a title of National Honor Thespian with 131 Thespian points and also won Best Show for a short film she directed. Her future plans in the fall, she will be attending Texas State University in San Marcos to pursue a degree in theater education. Next, we have Jonathan Bass. He is a graduate of Crowley High School. Jonathan loves the Lord, his family, and friends, and has a passion for all things car-related. Jonathan received his student ASE certification in automotive technology. His future plans is that he plans on attending Tarrant County Community College in the fall. Next, we have Jaden Darnell. Jaden is a graduate of Centennial High School. Jaden attended Nazarene Christian Academy from K through 11th grade. At Nazarene, he was on track and cross-country team from 8th to 11th grade. In his 9th and 10th grade year at NCA, he was inducted into the Junior National Honor Society, was in National Honor Society in 11th grade as well. He was sophomore student council representative, and he represented in several speech meets and writing contests. Jaden chose to attend Centennial for his senior year, where he ran on a cross-country team. He competed on debate team and was member of Centennial's Robotics Club. On top of all that, Jaden began attending Tarrant County Community College and will begin his freshman year with 30 college credits. He plans to attend and finish his last 30 hours at TCC, then transferring to either Baylor or UTA. He plans to become a CPA and minor in business. He enjoys many extracurricular activities and has written several stories and is currently working on a graphic novel with his brother, Savian Darnell. Next, we have Christopher Russell. Christopher is a graduate of Wedgwood Academy. <clears throat> he has silver and gold medal in bowling. JV football, he was assistant coach of the year. He lettered in football and varsity football his senior year, and he's Life Scout and Boy Scouts. His future plans are to continue working at Lowe's, buy a new truck, and then go to Trinity Valley Community College in Athens, Texas to get a degree in something technical. And last but not least is Tate Skaggs. 
Tate is a graduate of Newman International Academy in Arlington. He is AB Honor Roll for four years, inducted into the Association of National Honor Scholar Society, member of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, All-District TCAF in basketball his junior year, All-State TCAF offense and defense his senior year. Tate will attend Tyler Junior College and play football and plans to major in um, kinesiology or sports management. And one of his goals is to play football in the NFL. So as we continue, I would like to take some time to pray over these graduates. So would you join me in prayer for them? Father God, we thank you for this day. Uh, we thank you for these students. And Father, the work that you've done in their life up to this point. And Father, as we, uh, as we know you're a God that's going to continue to work in their life, I pray that you guide every step of the way. I, I pray that they sense your presence. I pray that they see your work at hand, not only right now, but also in their future. That you guide every step of the way. That as a church, that we would be able to come alongside these students and pray for them, encourage them, and be there for them, for whatever, they, whatever it is that they need in their life, that we would be the hands and feet of Jesus like you've called us to. Thank you for these lives, thank you for these students, and I pray that as they leave high school and start adulthood and start college, that they would shine your light and that others would see your great work through their life, through their actions, and through their speech. We love you, Jesus, and we thank you for them. We pray this all in your name, amen. All right, would you give it up for them? You guys are good. Thanks, guys. Good job. Now, I know that was super awkward for them, but we wanted to um, make it special for them because these are moments that, that are worth celebrating. These are monumental steps in their life, and we want to celebrate them. We want to celebrate that, but we also understand as adults, as students, that sometimes these accomplishments are short-lived, that we get to celebrate them, and then after it's done, we have that, what now? What am I supposed to do now? Now that I've finished, what's my next step? And those moments are very hard to, to take because it can be overwhelming. It can be times of doubt, times of what is going on, what, what's going to happen next. A few years back, um, Stefan and I uh, wanted to get a special gift for our, old, our oldest daughter. And we got this Barbie dream house. And every parent has bought this grand toy, right? We've all bought a toy that we are looking for that reaction. And you know what that reaction is, right? That reaction when they come in, that movie perfect. <gasps> and cut. Thank you, that was awesome. Let's try that again, all right? No, you, you want that scene, you want that shock, that, that oh my goodness, this is awesome. Thank you for it. And so this dream house was Stefan and I's gift. And it's the night before Christmas, and I'm putting this thing together. 
And like with any grand toy that dreaded, hated, assembly require warning was there. And I'm putting this thing together. And in the process of building it, I had many of those moments. Now what? Right? Because I got this, I got this dream house that I'm building. And I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job. Right? Because again, I'm following these directions. And I'm trying to do my best job. And I keep looking at this box full of pieces. And I'm like, how, how is it that I have more pieces there? Like, I'm almost done with this piece. Like, I'm almost done with this. Like, the building process is going well, but I have, like, these pieces have multiplied, right? And I'm like, what, what am I doing? Those moments of discouragement, those moments of what now? I got three hours to put this together. I need to finish it. And, and those moments of being overwhelmed, but that's what happens in life, Right? We're going through the building process. We're getting all this together. We're accomplishing things. And then we look and go, what now? Because we see what we've accomplished, but we look at the pieces. We look at our life. We look at our future and go, there's so much more left. Now, these moments are increased when we have celebratory moments like graduation. But if you're sitting here and it's been a couple of years since you graduated high school, or maybe a couple of decades since you celebrated something monumental in your life, you understand that they're highlighted during those moments, but every single day in our life, we face moments of, now what? We, we face moments of uncertainty. We face moments where we're overwhelmed of what is to come. What is it in our life that's going to happen and we feel lost? Because our life is like that dream house. We're putting pieces together and we look and we go, we have so much to go. We have so much that we have no idea where it goes how it works together, and we feel overwhelmed because of the unknown. But that's true about all of our lives, right? Our today is full of unknowns. Every day we wake up is full of unknowns, things that get us down, discouraged, and slightly overwhelmed. That's why I love Joshua chapter 1. So if you have your Bibles, you can start turning there. But not only do I love Joshua chapter 1, but this is also why I love the Bible. Because through the Bible, you see God use ordinary people like you and I for a greater purpose, for his purpose. And so... As you're turning to Joshua 1, if you don't have your Bibles, you can follow along in your bulletin or you can follow along on the screens. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1, it says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them. 
to the Israelites. I will give you every place where, you're, where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life as I with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all of the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Verse 9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. At, at this moment, Joshua is taken over for Moses. Don't just glance past that. Take that in. Joshua is taken over for Moses. Moses, the guy that everyone and their mother knows about, right? The, the guy that delivered the Israelites, helped deliver the Israelites out of captivity. The Moses that parted the Red Sea. The Moses that received the law of God from God himself. That Moses. Congratulations, Joshua. Here it is. This is a moment of monumental moment for Joshua. He finally is the leader of the Israelites. But those are some big shoes to fill. This is, these are some big shoes to fill because put yourself in his situation. Joshua just lost his leader, his mentor in Moses. There's some emotions going along there in the life of Joshua. There's some grief that's going along. Not only that, but God says, hey, Joshua, he's gone, and now you're going to lead my people. I don't know if you know much about the history of the Israelites, but they weren't an easy people to lead. If you read their journey from Egypt to now, they cry and complain. They're disgruntled, never happy. They disobey. Now you... Now you start thinking about it, it kind of sounds like every household with a kid or a teenager in the house, right? So this is exactly what Joshua is handed. And then not only that, but then God tells him that you are now to lead the Israelites to the promised land while fighting many battles and many different people. Monumental moment in Joshua's life. He just became leader but it's short-lived because of the unknown 
and an overwhelming task at hand. But notice God's plan for him right away. Verse 2. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. Hey, Joshua, so I just told you the plan. Go out and do it. Get moving. Leave the desert and go to what I promised you. Get moving. And that's one of the things that you've got to love about God's will for his children is he wants us to always keep moving. That when we have times of uncertainty, of overwhelming, of unknown, that we move. That we get out and we move. But that's not what our instincts are, are they? Our instincts are always to retreat, to freeze, to paralyze, to think that maybe if I don't pay attention to it, it'll go away. But God says, no, 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 I, I want you to keep moving. But just with any type of movement, we also understand that there's going to be opposition. Because God tells them, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. You're going to go into battle, but no one's going to stand against you. But there's going to be opposition. Because you're going to have to go into battle. These people aren't going to give their land away to you. But I will be with you. And so now, Joshua, here's the promise that I will give you the land, but the warning, you're going to face conflict. You're going to face battles in life. As you do what I've called you to do, there's going to be opposition. As we were reminded by Pastor Nathan last week, he, he, had, um, he had a line that he said, and he said, God never promised a way around the pain or the suffering. So it's going to happen. And you know when you do God's will and you do what God's called you to do, there's going to be opposition. Sometimes we give Satan a lot of credit, but sometimes it's him, and then sometimes it's just people. And we face opposition. And again, when we face that opposition, we want to retreat. We face that opposition, we want to freeze. And we don't want to continue to go, yet that's exactly what God says. But again, it's not just monumental moments like graduation, but it's just life. That things happen in our life that we don't know how to handle. Maybe it's a new school, maybe it's college, adulthood. Maybe it's a new relationship. Maybe it's a new marriage. Maybe you're new to parenthood. Moments in your life that you are faced with, I have no idea what I'm doing here. Or opposition, perhaps when you face tragedy, when there's a loss in your family. Maybe marital issues financial struggles, maybe addictions, maybe sin in your life, things that you face on a daily basis. And we are overwhelmed, and we have to decide, are we going to go and do what God's called us to do, or are we going to retreat 
and are we going to freeze? So in order to keep moving, there's two things that Joshua realized that I want us to, to pay attention. The first thing is that Joshua was prepped for this moment. You see, Joshua wasn't a, a lucky winner. Joshua didn't win the leader lottery, right? It wasn't the luck of the draw. Joshua, come on down. No, no, no. God, thank you. I appreciate it, guys. Joshua had been prepped for this moment. The first mention of Joshua was back in Exodus 17. He's described as a military leader as he goes into battle fighting the Amalekites. Moses gives him direction and instruction on how to win the battle. You fast forward to the book of Numbers and you find out that Joshua is Moses' aide, his assistant. Joshua is one of the 12 spies that go out to check out the promised land. He was prepped for this. I mean, think about this. This is probably the best preparation in Joshua's life. You are now going to lead the Israelites into battle. Well, Joshua, you, you're a military leader. You know what you're doing. God's been prepping you. And now you have to lead this whole nation you had a front row to Moses' leadership. You saw his failures and his successes. Joshua, you've been prepped for this. Joshua, God's been working in your life for this moment. But we need to understand that the God from Joshua 1 is still the God today. That God has been prepping you for those battles, for the things in your life that have you overwhelmed. He's been prepping you. Don't tell me that God hasn't been a part of your life in the past. Don't tell me that God's fingerprints are not all over your past. You've been trained. You've been prepped for this. For the first 15 years of my life, I... Um, I didn't have a, a dad. I didn't have a father figure at home. And I saw my mother struggle day in and day out to provide for us. But then, when I was a freshman in high school, my mom married a man that loved her, that loved me, that was an example of a godly husband, that was an example of a godly father. God's been prepping me. When I got married almost 10 years ago, I, have, I had no idea what I was doing. 10 years later, I still have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I have two girls at home, and I have no idea how to parent them if I look within myself. But I know that God's been prepping me to show me how to be a godly husband, to be a godly father. By no means am I perfect, but understand that there are things in your life that happened for a reason, that have been prepping you for that moment. Things that you had a say in and things that you didn't have a say in, God's been working through it all. That your past has prepped you for today. But not only that, but with Joshua, 
he was also encouraged about his future. Because when Joshua heard that he was taking over, he heard the plan, he heard the promise, he heard the warnings, all this, God reminds him not once, not twice, but three times and tells him, be strong and courageous. So it's very evident to us that Joshua was scared. And God tells him, be strong and courageous. And Joshua was scared because he understood that this task at hand was beyond his skills and his ability. And he understood what God was trying to tell him. That God wasn't telling Joshua, be strong and courageous because of you. He's not telling him, hey, Joshua, look within yourself for that strength and for that courage. He wasn't saying, be strong and courageous because, Joshua, you're the man. No, no, no. He was telling him, Joshua, be strong and courageous because I will be with you. Because I will be with you wherever you go. And so Joshua understood God has been prepping him from the past, but also in his future that God will be by his side. We need to understand that for your future, God has, that your future has God by your side. To accomplish this, looking to God to help us. But again, we can all relate to this. Because as we face things and we go, this is beyond me. I don't know how to do this. I have a hard time parenting. I have a hard time loving my spouse. It's not within you. It's from him. So as we go through life and we see those obstacles or we see those moments where we're overwhelmed, understanding God is by our side. And he will help us. He will be with us every step of the way. But just like we've talked about a couple of weeks ago about God's sovereignty, we understand that there's God's part and then there's our part. Because I, I'm not telling you to tell God, hey, whatever issue I'm facing right now, whatever's overwhelming me in life, hey, I'll be strong and courageous. You do your thing, I'll just sit back here. I'll wait for you to do everything. You know, there's some preparation and some doing of us as well. Because there's God's part and then there's our part. Look at what verse um, 7 and verse 8 talks about. It talks about to not leave the word. It said, be strong and courageous. Be careful to obey all of the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful and do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Talks about loving God's word. See, reading and, and, and clinging to the truths and the laws and, and clinging to his promises and meditating and allowing it to change us and our thinking. See, reading the Bible isn't like a checklist item. 
Oh, sweet. I, I read the Bible three days in a row. No, no, no. Reading the Bible is life transformation. It's reading it, meditating it, and understanding God cleanse this. God change this. I need your help with the obstacles, with the doubts, with the future, with the task at hand that you have for my life. I need help and I need you because the more you get to know God, the closer you are to God. And the closer you are to God, the more you will trust him with those daily issues and daily struggles in our lives. Because I love what it says in verse seven, that you may be successful wherever you go. Now this success is not millions of dollars, this success is not any of that. The success that God is telling Joshua is God's will. And as we look at the graduates and we talk about God's will, we all know God's will for our life. And it's hard. And it's painful. And there are times where we just want to run away. But we understand that there's a bigger purpose in our life. And we need to understand that God's been prepping us and that God's going to be with us every step of the way. I'm going to ask the band to come forward as we wrap up. And I just want to encourage you and just kind of ask you, as you sit here this morning, what is it in your life right now that's making you want to retreat? Or maybe paralyzing you in life? What is it today that scares you? For some of us, as we celebrate graduation, it's adulthood. It's leaving the comforts of home. But for many of us in here, we've touched on them a little bit. Maybe it's that broken relationship that we need to mend. Maybe it's our, our marriages. Maybe it's parenthood. Maybe it's tragedy that we faced in life. Maybe it's financial struggles that we're going through. Maybe it's sin. And we need to be reminded today that your past, God's been there. And God wants you to learn from it and know that he has equipped you and given you the tools to face today, but also he's given himself to you. That he will walk every step of the way. And we needed to be reminded of that. But maybe there's some in here that as we talk about a future with God, before we can talk about a future with God, you need to begin a relationship with him today. Because as we're talking about being successful, success 
is receiving God's forgiveness that he's offered through his son, Jesus. Receiving that, repenting of our sin, and the success in life is having eternal life with him. And so maybe if you're sitting here, your future begins with a relationship today with him. Would you join in prayer with me? Father God, I, I thank you for Joshua. I thank you for his story. And Father, it's a story that we can all relate because maybe it's monumental moments in our life or maybe it's our daily life that we face struggles, we face over, we're overwhelmed with our future and what's in store. And God, you had been working in the life of Joshua and you would continue to walk with him. And so God, help us to understand that for ourselves. Maybe help us to look in our past and help us to see how you've prepped us for today, to face today. But also, Father, help us to be reminded that as we cling to you, that you will be, every, you will be there every step of the way. And I pray for those that today would be the day that they start their relationship with you and understand what a successful future looks like. Father, we love you. Pray this in your name. I would encourage you to just take the next few moments. Just spend t- talking to God. If you want to pray, the altar is open. If you have questions about salvation, we would love to help you with that.